Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love, 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Kekeli Radio in Ho, Dreams FM in Bogatanga, ATL FM in Cape Coast, Radio Max in Takradi and Lolonyo FM in Hohoi. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HD PE pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator and where Dura Plus goes, water always flows. This afternoon, civil society is mounting pressure on audit firm KPMG not to comply with President Akufado's directive to audit controversial SML GRA contract. Is exceedingly suspicious, simply unethical. Detailed concurrent review by the OSB and Shraj is warranted. Thank you. We have their reactions and that of former Auditor General Daniel Domelevo. Also in this bulletin, police arrest 21 persons in Inquanta for breaking curfew protocols less than 12 hours after one person was shot dead and four others sustaining varied degrees of gunshot injuries. Details as the MCE calls for security beef have to tackle the situation. The most important thing is that I'm still appealing to the stakeholders involved. Even the men on ground have come down. They deploy the men to come and assist, like you said, along the line. I think uh, we need more support. I'll take you live to the community for very latest. And in the oil election headquarters, chaos characterizes vetting of NPP parliamentary aspirants in constituencies with sitting MPs as supporters besiege and destroy party pa- party property in Bimbila over an alleged unfair treatment to sole contender to Defence Minister Dominic Nitiwo. <laughs> I'll take you live across the country for details of the ongoing vetting of parliamentary aspirants. And aside, taking you back to the era of baggy jeans, combat boots, the biggest party of the year, Joy FM 90s Jam is promising music lovers tunes that revolutionize the 90s. Many thanks for your company. And this afternoon, pressure is mounting on audit giant KPMG not to follow through with the president's decision to audit the contentious contract between Strategic Mobilization Limited, SML, and the Ghana Revenue Authority, GRA. The presidency earlier indicated in a statement the terms of reference for the audit firm to follow through and provide recommendations. However, critics argue that the president's directive may be an attempt to whitewash the whole contract. My colleague Samuel Imbura joins me in studio with details of to summarize what the president's statement actually said. Well, MFR, the president has expressed keen interest in this particular contract and has directed that the KPMG conduct an audit to examine the needs assessment before GRS contract approval, evaluate how the arrangement aligns with specific needs, 
assess the contracting methodology for uh, for compliance with legal standards and industry best practices in SML selection. Additionally, they are supposed to evaluate the alignment between current activities and the contract scope, assess the value SML has provided to GRE, and also review the financial arrangements and submit a comprehensive report with recommendations. Okay, so they're also asking the finance ministry uh, to also step down on this, and that's what the president's also asking. The president has uh, directed the Ministry of Finance and GRE to provide KPMG with whatever assistance they will require for the conduct of the audit successfully. And has also directed the Ministry of Finance and the Ghana Revenue Authority to suspend the performance of the contract pending the submission of the audit report, including any payment presently envisaged under its terms. Thank you very much, Samuel Mbura, with details of that statement from the presidency. Well, already the likes of Imani Vice President Bright Simmons, ASEP Executive Director Benjamin Boache, and Minority Leader Castiel Latifosing are raising concerns about the impartiality and independence of such an audit, given the high-stakes nature of the contract and the implications it holds for the nation's downstream petroleum sector. Here's a wrap of their comments read to you from social media. Executive Director of ASEP, Benjamin Boache, writes on X, KPMG has its integrity at stake if it accepts this job. It is a client of GRA and its investigation against leaders of one of its large portfolios is exceedingly suspicious simply unethical. The Vice President of Imani Africa, Bright Simon, says, and I quote, the terms of reference do not extend to a forensic examination of the procurement abuses, single sourcing of an unqualified entity, nor of the technology system purported to have been created for the job, i.e. a detailed concurrent review by the OSB and Shraj is warranted. Now, this is what lead investigator for the fourth estate's one billion CD line, Manasseh Azuria Winnie, has been saying about the president's directive. The special prosecutor should go into it. Parliament wants to go into it. But if the president wants to act at this stage, there is enough evidence to have taken certain actions without uh, this auditing. The question is, in two weeks, what will KPMG be able to cover? It took us about a year to do this investigation. And I don't say that anybody that goes on a lot of the work already. But in two weeks, will SML, sorry, KPMG be able to speak to all the interested parties, interview relevant uh, players, including independent uh, people who have knowledge of this technical subject matter? Will you be able to visit the NPA, look at the structure they have, go to the depots, visit SML, and all cover every other part? They say they should go to the uh, oil production. You are giving someone two weeks to come out with this, uh, what you call an audit, not an investigation. It might as well perhaps rely mainly on the... Well, that's uh, Manasseh Azuria Wene. He's not the only one worried about the move. You can listen to pre- petroleum industry analyst Kwame Jantwa, who says the actions taken by the president will not yield the expected results. How many people, how many parliamentarians went to the president to seek for Kenoforiata's removal? There are about 90 or 90-something, weren't there? And the president said he won't move in. Are you trying to tell me that the president has, doesn't have a good relationship and a bond with Kenoforiata? That from the word go, the president didn't know anything about this? Is that what we're trying to say? 
You don't think Kenneth Oyaka would have gone to the president initially to tell him about this particular contract? And why is it now that the president has decided that they should investigate? Why is it now? I find it strange. Why? He didn't know. You're trying to tell me the president didn't know from the word go. And when this whole Ferrari started, why did the president keep quiet then? What has triggered the president to do it now? Is it because of parliament? Why is it? Who's triggered it now? No. When you take GRA, they are GRA commissioners who are well enough, who are well equipped, who have the capacity to be able to do this work. What's happened to them? And these commissioners are certified by the Public Services uh, Commission. They are certified uh, commissioners. Well, let's delve deeper into it. And joining us via Zoom is former Auditor General Daniel Domelovo. Uh, we are grateful for your time here on the Midday News. Thanks so much for joining us. Unmute and then we can get talking. Well, let's start with the directive to the Finance Ministry to suspend payments to SML. This ought to be a re- the step in the right direction for you. Yeah, I think the payments must be sus- uh, suspended or stopped until uh, it is established that the contract is actually genuine and uh, there is value for money. So that one, I think, is okay. Well, and as part of that, he's asking that there should be a KPMG audit for this contract, you know, before that payment can be made. Let's talk about this directive to KPMG itself. We've had other civil society organizations asking KPMG not to conduct this audit. What's your view on this? To be honest with you, uh, when I read the communication from the... uh, of the presidency, I loved. The opening remark referred to KPMG as the reputable audit tax and advisory services. It's not true that they are the only reputable, so it's one of them. So it should be a reputable, not there. That is a, a ploy to be able to say that since they are the only reputable uh, firm to do the job, they can single source them. So first and foremost, I think that is wrong. Again, if the president is interested in an audit to be done, Article 187, Clause 8 of the Constitution mandates the president on advice from the Council of State to request the Auditor General to do such an audit. The report will have been made public for all of us to be able to understand. And of course, if there are any wrongdoing, there's the possible or the possibility of disallowance and surcharge if it is done by the Auditor General. Again, the report or the issue has been reported already by, to the OSP, so he seized with the case. I don't know why we will not allow the OSP to do the audit instead of engaging KPMG to do what state institutions are mandated to do. I've also heard that Parliament has requested or has authorized the Finance Committee to do this audit. Let me say that I think that the, as much as we are worried about corruption we must also be worried about wasted of or waste of public resources these are all waste of public resources we have institutions given this mandate to protect the public purse we should use them instead of engaging uh, kpmg let me say many times they throw dust into our eyes as if these institutions are so efficient and specialized in things which the public sector cannot do when I was going to do the state liability audit in 2017, I was pushed to use the firms. I refused. And our report is there. Everybody liked it. KPMG, let me disclose that mm. where the firms engaged to do the audit of 
the Central Medical Stores, which was bent. What has happened to their report? Their report came to me. I referred it to the Attorney General at that time. The Attorney General came back and said, yeah, he can't prosecute anybody based upon this report. So at times we create impression as if the private sector or the private audit firms are superhuman beings. They really lack some of the knowledge about the public sector and their audit findings are not efficient. I think Parliament and the Office of the President should back off and allow the Office of the Special Prosecutor to do its work. Most of the issues already been reported by Manasseh and the team. They just have to verify it, and if confirmed, then they take the necessary action and save us the additional use of public funds in a, a way that adds no value. But so that, that, that the, the, is my we, reaction to it. Okay, yeah. but we recent happenings with the OSP, for instance, we've had his lamentations also with dealing with such cases and not going all the way to the court amongst others. But that's another issue that we'll talk about shortly. But really, is the problem really the institution KPMG or the audit that they are going to be conducting? Is, is the concern for many? It looks like the attack now is on KPMG as an audit firm. The attack is not on KPMG. The attack is on the additional waste of public resources because we have mechanisms in place to be able to do this investigation or audit. So it is not about KPMG. It is about we wasting additional resources whilst we have mechanisms already in place. Mm. There are institutions which are subsisting on public funds and they have the duty to protect public funds and they have what it takes to do the work. So bringing KPMG on board adds no value. In fact, they may not even have the enough, they don't have the capacity that OSP have. They don't have the capacity that the Auditor General have. And for that matter, we will be wasting our money. There will be no value for money. So it's not about KPMG. If they are brought in Pricewaterhouse or Ensign Young, the criticism will have been the same. So it's not about KPMG. Okay. The point I'm trying to make is that they they, they are not positioned to do the work of the OSP or the Auditor General, etc. And these institutions, they collaborate. If the OSP is investigating and think that there is a need for an audit, you can simply call on the Auditor General. If you look at the OSP law, it is stated in clearly there that you can collaborate with any of the state institutions. And Auditor General was specifically mentioned in the law. Mm. So that provides us a better opportunity and the report will be made public. If Auditor General is involved and he thinks that there was some payment unlawfully done, there's a possibility of disallowance and surcharge, which will also save us money. But then KMP, K, KPMG cannot disallow and cannot surcharge. It is a mandate which is with some state institutions. That is why we are talking. It's okay. not because we hate KP, KPMG per se. No. And, in, and in wrapping up, when, like you rightly said, Parliament is doing some form of probe. OSP has been petitioned. And we know Strach to has seen some form of petition on this. Will a concurrent probe of a sort by all these institutions cover all the angles for you? I think they can more than cover these angles. And they can collaborate. The laws of Ghana allow collaboration. If you take the OSP law, it allows it co to collaborate. Uh, what do you call it? Even Shrach, the constitution requires that they can report or request assistance from the Auditor General. So there are, there's a legal framework for doing this already. And my worry is the fact that it is alleged that our monies have been wasted uh, in engaging a firm and uh, additional money is going to be wasted in doing a report or investigation mm. which others are seized with the the right to do so i think that must be uh, uh, established i have nothing against the company which is doing the work 
But the principle is what I must establish. And I must disclose that uh, the managing director, Mr. Christian uh, Soti, Tete Soti was my boss when he was the controller and accountant general. But in principle, I disagree with this audit and I think it's an additional waste of public funds. Thank you. Mr. Domelevo, we are grateful for your time. That's former Auditor General, Mr. Daniel Domelevo, they're reacting to that um, directive from the presidency and we've been reading uh, that statement to you and already had uh, reactions from civil society asking KPMG to decline this particular directive from the president to audit uh, this particular contract, SML and GRE. Already also, uh, the, the presidency has directed the finance ministry uh, to step down on this particular contract pending the submission of the audit report including any payments presently envisaged under its terms. And while we speak about issues about um, auditing and OSP coming up amongst others, in the last few minutes, there's a statement from the Office of the Special Prosecutor, not on SML, but on other matters coming up earlier in Parliament. My colleague, um, James Aveji joins me in studio uh, with details of that. James, what are we learning? Yes, I'm So the issue about... Uh a, a businessman, worthy businessman, trying to bribe uh, members of parliament. You remember when the issue about Ken Furiata's uh, the call Ken for him Master. to resign? Mm-hmm. All of that came up. The OSB have been investigating the matter and has issued a statement on that. And part of uh, his observation read that it appears from the OSB's gathered intelligence that uh, indeed a worthy businessman had actually tried to bribe members of par- the majority caucus of parliament mm. with the intention of influencing their demand for the resignation or removal of Mr. Ken Foriata, the Minister for Finance. It also, also appears that the monetary offer was rejected by the contacted members of parliament. The OSB is almost convinced that the said businessman uh, is the one who attempted to offer uh, a section of the majority caucus of parliament with the intention of influencing them. It goes ahead to say that it, it appears to the OSP that Mr. Apiakubi is the accuser and the vital key to a revol- resolving the case. On uh, the other hand, Mr. Chairman Sabunso appears to be of limited utility in uh, this regard since he's uh, in no different a position uh, from that of a person who was not contacted by the worthy businessman. And so uh, uh, they say that um, uh, the circumstances of the case are such that the cooperation or testimony of the accuser of the well-known worthy businessman are essential to a successful uh, prosecution. Uh, here, it says, it seems to the OSP that the responses by Mr. Apiakubi and the uh, in fact, uh, there's a name there, but mm-hmm. uh, that name has been uh, struck out, okay. uh, appears to be rehearsed and well choreographed to produce a joint and similar denial of the event so vividly captured by Mr. Apiakubi in an interview uh, mm. with Joy FM. And uh, uh, the uh, concluding part says that on that record in the Office of the Special Prosecutor directs that the closure of the investigation in respect of allegations that a well-known and worthy businessman attempted to bribe a section of uh, the majority caucus in Parliament. Uh, and the Special Prosecutor uh, also determines that the institution of criminal proceedings at the same time against the OSP's identified suspect would serve no useful purpose. And so the investigations may be reopened should the circumstances and further fact uh, uh, 
uh, be. Uh, I've been dictated. listening keenly and hoping to hear who this businessman is. Exactly, but it look that's like what we, we were also okay. looking out for. But that has not been named, and so it what it appears is that uh, the case from uh, the investigations of the OSP into the case have been closed now until uh, maybe some further mm. evidence comes up uh, to warrant a reopening of it. Interesting times though. James Aveji, thank you so much for details from that um, statement from the Office of the Special Prosecutor. I'll take you to Inquanta now where police have arrested 21 persons last night uh, in the area for breaking curfew protocols. The Interior Minister Ambrose Derry imposed a dawn to dust curfew on Inquanta and adjoining communities late last year after clashes in the area led to the killing of at least 12 persons. In the last few days, we've been hearing about shooting incidents amongst others. My colleague um, of Adum News, Obrimpong Ousu, joins us uh, with details of this. Let's start with the arrest. Um, who are these persons? Um, do we know? Uh, well, these are residents from South uh, who were picked after the KP hours yesterday. We all know that since 21st November 2023, there was an imposing of KFU leading to the killing of 12 other persons and other property that were destroyed in the area. Okay. So these uh, people, after five uh, hours when the police intensified their operations, after yesterday's incident, uh, they were picked up after the hours of the KFU hours. So currently they are the police uh, custody and they'll be arranged before uh, court tomorrow. Now, now, briefly, give me an update on the four, four persons who were shot currently receiving treatment in the hospital. I can confirm uh, that they are really doing well. Um, this morning, I have visited them at the various wards, and I have a conversation with them. Um, with their response, shows that in fact they are responding to treatment, and nurses over there to also they should be commended for their hard work. Um, that's my colleague here, Obrimpong Ousu, there giving us details from the situation in Kwanta. Now, let me take you to Anya Nimri Forest. And an illegal miner has invaded the Tano Anya Forest Reserve, the key biodiversity area of international significance, destroying more than seven football fields of the protected forest in the western region. Join news inquiries review the ancient district of the Forestry Commission, knew about the mining activity months earlier, but failed to act or trigger the necessary protocols to stop the illegality. Lava firms, Donko has more. The Tano Anya Forest Reserve in the Awin municipality covers part of the watershed of the Tano River. It was gazetted as a forest reserve in 1955. Experts say it meets one or more previously established criteria for identified sites of biodiversity importance, including important bird and biodiversity areas. But this evergreen forest is in for its worst nightmare. An illegal miner has already invaded compartment 74 and 75 of the reserve. Large parts of the forest have already been reduced to pits and galleys. The devastation stretches deep into the reserve. Our investigations established that the Enchi District Forestry Commission knew about this nature crime three months back. But it was only on November 29th this year that the Enchi Forestry Commission head, Richard Enchi, wrote about it to his officers, describing it as an attempted illegal mining.
On December 17th this year, his deputy, ADM Felix, led the rapid response team to arrest the miners, one Chinese national and his five Ghanaian collaborators. They have all since been released on bail and their equipment released to them as recounted by this eyewitness. At the time they came, there were two excavators here working. They did not take any action, but rather asked the illegal miners to take their equipment from the site and leave. When we visited the reserve on December 22nd this year, we found evidence the miners have not left. We saw signs of continuous occupation and mining. What we are seeing here is a brand new unused gold washing plant. And it tells you or gives you the indication that whoever was mining illegally within this part of the forest reserve has no intentions of leaving the place forever. Erasmus Asari Donko there taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News. Live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM is proudly brought to you by Petrosol. Your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrosol always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited where Duraplus goes, water always flows. We return from the break with sports and aside taking you back to the era of baggy jeans, combat boots, the biggest party of the year. Joy FM 90s Jam is promising music lovers tunes that revolutionize the 90s when budgets are tight and money difficult to come by you want to be sure you get the best value for your money these are no times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems Hear the sound. <laughs> clean fuel in full quantity. Picture this. A star-studded panel featuring Africa's most inspiring speakers, award-winning artists, surprise guests, and 30,000 minds coming together for a day of empowerment and inspiration. This is what awaits you at the convention on the 7th of January at the Independent Square. Whether you're a dreamer, a doer, or someone seeking inspiration, this event is for you. Mark your calendars, gather your friends, and join us in making history. Join us for a groundbreaking event where African leaders like Julius Malema, Patrice Lumumba, Dr. Arikana and Peter Obi unite to amplify the voices of the people. Experience a powerful convergence of cultures with giveaways including 4,000 pairs of shoes, 8,000 pairs of trainers and exclusive items from superstars, royals, queens and kings. For tickets and more information, visit newafricafoundation.org or call 0532-389032. Thanks for staying with us here on the Midday News. Time for sports and the Black Stars team are in camp in Kumasi and the president of the Ghana Football Association, Keto Kriko, is defiant. The team can win the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations which starts in some nine days. It's now 42 years since Ghana uh, last won the AFCON and the team's recent performances don't inspire hope among Ghanaians uh, that they can win that elusive fifth title. But Keto Kriko believes in the team. Ivory Coast is possible. We have seen top performing teams fail at big tournaments. We have seen less experienced, unfancied sides win big tournaments. So it is possible. 
Again, whether in good times or in bad times, all of us here in our dear country called Ghana have only one senior men national team. It is the Black Stars. And we are the Black Stars. And we are Ghana. <coughs> Bringing back the love in grand style, already we are told that Mohamed Kudus, Richard Ofori and Inaki Williams are yet to report to camp. And just before we head out, some supporters of the NPP have besieged and vandalized property of the party in Bimbila as the vetting of aspirants and constituencies begin today. The supporters led by the constituency organizer are alleging their attempts to remove Alhaji Ahmed Nuhuz Zarouk, who is the only contender to Defense Minister Dominic Netiwo from the vetting process. My colleague Martina Bugri has been monitoring the situation for us joins us on the line. Martina, what can you report? Come has returned to Bimbila. People are going about the activities. Um, the youth have come down after the Elijah Zaru appealed to them to refrain from what um, happened last night. Um, we are told this morning they held a press conference to address the media and his spokesperson